Will you turn with me just to Psalm 55? Psalm 55, please. <clears throat> I just appreciate that you would keep us in prayer because I want to make sure my voice is okay for Thursday, Porter Downtown Hall. And I would really ask you to start really inviting people. And if you can't get anybody, your friends or family, come yourself and let's fill the house again on Thursday evening. I'm just going to lift a few verses here and there out of this psalm. It's a lovely psalm. And it says, give ear to my prayer, O God. Hide not thyself from my supplications. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. Will you let your eye then run down to verse 16, please? As for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud. And he shall hear my voice. Father, take your word and inscribe it in our hearts. Imprint it upon our minds. Glorify your son. And may your spirit have free course in our lives and at the preaching of your word. Father, thank you for your people who have come out in faithfulness. We ask you to bless them and to encourage them this morning. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Just want to say, by the way, before we start, I came to the door this morning and early as usual was Gordon at the front door. He's only after coming through surgery this week. Bless you, Gordon. In his place. He's got a scar even there. I don't want to pinpoint that, but it's evident. And he's there with surgery and here he's in his place on a Sunday morning. Lord bless you, brother, for that. We appreciate your faithfulness. If you look at the title here of this psalm, Psalm 55 and verse 1, there's a little title in your Bible. To the chief musician upon Naganoth, Maskell, a psalm of David. Going to look at there for a minute. Maybe do a couple of weeks at this, but I'm going to take it softly and slowly because I've no other option with this voice. So what we're going to do this morning is maybe look a little more just to try and encourage you in the scriptures. This encouraged me. And I seen this and encouraged me as I studied through it as well. Notice, you see, when we talk about prayer, I've had many people say, what's the right way to pray? Some people think you have to stand. Some people think you have to kneel. Some people think you have to lie down. Some people think different things. So what we're going to look at is the posture and principles, because there's principles about our prayer. In prayer and praise. Posture and principles in prayer and praise. God willing, maybe next week in the Lord's will, we'll look at when you're praising. Does the Bible talk about lifting of hands? Clapping hands? Does the Bible speak about these things? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And we'll look at them, God willing, next week. Notice this little title. To the chief musician upon Naganoth, Maskell, the Psalm of David. Notice David writes this to the chief musician. And the idea of it is, is he doesn't want it given to, as it were, the lower class of the musicians. He wants this to be something that is lifted up in the temple. 
He wants it to be something that's lifted up as the king is in procession. He wants it to be lifted up in Jerusalem. And notice what he says here, Meganoth. That's a strange word, isn't it? The closest we can come to that is, listen, you ready? Stringed instruments. No, we shouldn't be using instruments. Well, here David says, lift the instruments and start to play. Stringed instruments. And then this little word, martial. Martial. Will you just reverse back in the Psalms for me, please, to Psalm 32. Psalm 32. The little word martial is very important. And if you're looking at the Psalms, this will be more like a little Bible study this morning. And you're looking at the Psalms, you'll see this little word no less than 13 times in the titles in the Psalms. Remember, masculine, 13 times. What does it mean? Well, the idea is that it means it's to make one contemplate something, to look at, to listen, to hear, to study, and to learn from it. To contemplate, to look at, to listen, to hear, to study, and to learn from it. So right at the beginning of Psalm 32, this is your law of first mention. Remember, in the Bible you have the law of first mention and you follow the Bible pattern right through the scriptures. Your law of first mention for this little word, masculine, is here in Psalm 32. Right at the title, Psalm of David, masculine. Psalm of David, this is a contemplating prayer or a contemplative song. Learn from it. So, you see, when we sing, not all hymnology is good theology. But the Psalms are really the songbook of Israel. And I know there are those who just sing Psalms, and that's fine if they want to do that. But we'll sing Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And the thing about this is, is this is not only the Psalm, or the, pardon me, the hymn book of Israel, but there are things mentioned like stringed instruments and cymbals and all these sort of instruments. Bring them out. Trumpets were to be brought out and so forth to worship. Notice the, the, a psalm of David or a, a psalm to contemplate and to learn something from. What do we learn in Psalm 32? Look at what a first one says and think of what he's saying here now. Look at the theology in the hymnology. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. That's good theology, isn't it? Don't you want to rejoice in that this morning? That you're blessed. Do you know what the word blessed is? Oh, the blessedness is of that person. If you're saved this morning, if you're Christ's this morning, if you're under the blood this morning, then you're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. You see, the, the thing that encourages me about this is the humanness of David. And the scriptures don't hide the realities of life. They don't hide the struggles of the walk with God. They don't hide any of it. They just give you it as it is. It hits you up the face, really, in David's Psalms. Look, David was chosen by God. David was God's elect. So are you. David was anointed of God. Samuel the prophet anointed him three times with oil. 
resembling the Holy Ghost. Listen, post-cross, you're anointed with the Holy Ghost of promise. So are you. David failed. He was human. So are you. So are you. So am I. And that's what I like about this. The thing is, is even just through the ministry of the Spirit this morning, the word was just, you know, you haven't went too far. My arm can still reach you. I still love you. You're still mine. You're my beloved. I'm married unto you. And all of this is to, to encourage you. Listen, the Lord's saying, I am still your lover. I am still your lover. And we are to contemplate these things and we are to learn from it. Listen, you, we don't teach that we should walk in an open course of, or a habitual course of sin. We believe in walking right before God. But no matter how much we fail and fall, our Father still loves us. He may not be, we may not be in harmony with him. We may be out of his will. And there are people who have walked into the world and really they're living in a world where they know they shouldn't be in. But nevertheless, if they have been his from the foundation of the world, he'll call them again. They'll be unhappy and they'll come like the prodigal son. They'll awaken sometime. They'll come to themselves. Notice this. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Covered in the blood. Isn't that beautiful? Now just contemplate these things. Let's just think about them. Let's just learn for a few moments about these things. That we are forgiven. We're washed in the blood. We're not just covered, we're cleansed. See, the animals that were sacrificed in the temple appeased, appeased God, covered. But the sacrifice of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, he didn't say, this is my son in whom I am well appeased. Sure he didn't. He says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleansed of us from all sin. That's how blessed we are this morning that I have come to saving faith in Christ. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. Notice the word imputeth. You know, it gives the idea of to gather up and to count together. To gather up and to count together. Ken Davidson done this and Ken Davidson done that and Ken Davidson done the other and Ken Davidson was this in a past life and Ken Davidson was that and Ken Davidson was the other and he was this sort of a person and that sort of a person and so were you and you and you and he, you know, God could gather it all up and take all of our sin and impute it onto us which means that we are accountable every man and woman will stand and give an account for their sin but those of us who have been cleansed in the blood of Christ He doesn't gather it up and put it upon us. He gathered it up and he put it upon Christ. He gathered it up and he put it upon his son. He gathered it up as it were. He counted it and he put it all on the Lord Jesus Christ who bore our sin in his own body on the tree. That we being dead to God might be made the righteousness of Christ in him. So instead of imputing our sin He doesn't do that. He gives us the righteousness of Christ. So notice this this morning, how blessed you are 
Blessed is the man or the woman unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. So notice, contemplate these things. Learn from them. Look at it. And chew these things over. That's me. That's me. I have to keep reminding myself. That's me. But you've failed in life, or you've failed. That's me. Forgiven. That's me. Washed. That's me. I'm blessed. That's me. No matter the past, no matter what has happened, no matter what's gone on before, the man and the woman who are under the blood, the man and the woman who are trusting solely, uniquely, completely, only, totally on the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done on the cross, you're blessed this morning. You're a blessed person. Go to Psalm 42, please. Psalm 42, look at the title again. To the chief musician, masculine for the sons of Korah. Chief musician, here's the composition. And the sons of Korah, the, 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 the worship team, if you want. I want you to sing about this. Now remember, masculine, let us learn from this. Let us contemplate what's being sung and contemplate what's being said as the heart. That is the deer, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Now, if we just stop for a minute, think of the heart of the prophet here, the heart of the psalmist, the heart of a king. And he's saying, as the deer, or as the heart pants after the water brooks, He's been out and he's watched the deer thirsty, dry land. When we were in the States, we were told about the dry wind in Colorado and the Rockies, and I thought, I mean a dry wind. This is what the result of a dry wind is. <laughs> and you get thirsty. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. The man and the woman who's truly come to know Christ. The man and the woman who have truly come to fall in love with the Lord Jesus. They're never satisfied with little bits and pieces. They want more. More of him. More of his spirit. Thirsty soul pants after him. Gives the idea of the heart beating. Gives the idea of the chest heaving. Gives the idea of the deer Chasing after the water lest it die. Hunting water, fresh, clean, pure, running or living water. I've got to drink of this water lest I die. Brothers and sisters, in times of your dryness, in times of your barrenness, in times of your wilderness experiences, which we all go through, times of your valley, I ask you a question. Do you miss him? He has gone anywhere, by the way. But do you miss him because of you? I do. I miss him. Terribly. I wonder if the Holy Ghost removed from this church, never mind others, this assembly, 
wonder how much we'd miss him. Don't lose your thirst. Don't lose your thirst. Don't lose your passion. Don't lose your love for your first love, Christ Jesus. Pant after him. Let your heart beat for him. Let your soul be in need of him. Appreciate him. Be in gratitude for him. Say, Lord, I miss you. I miss you. There's many places, you know, and if the Holy Ghost was to remove, they probably would notice any difference. They replace the Holy Ghost with all other gadgets and gimmicks. I miss him when I'm not close to him. I miss him. My fault. Because he said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul <coughs> after thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? You know the idea of this is? When will I be so conscious of your presence, Lord? Well, let's be honest. There's times we're not conscious of him. There's times... We're not conscious of his spirit. We're not conscious that we're before him either. And that's when a lot of our reverence comes in. When we gather, we're before Almighty God. Be conscious that we're before the King of Heaven. We're conscious that we're before the one who holds the universe in his hands. We're conscious of him. Let's keep our consciousness of the Lord. Will you go to me, Psalm 44? To the chief musician for the sons of Korah, Marshall. Notice, we have heard with our ears, O God. Our fathers have told us what work thou didst in their days in the times of old. How thou didst drive out the heathen with thy hand and plantest them. How thou didst afflict the people cast them out for they got not the land in possession of their own sword neither did their own arms save them but thy right hand and thine arm and the light of thy countenance because thou hadst a favour unto them thou art my king O God commanded deliverances for Jacob now let's contemplate it think of what he's singing here This is what the psalmist, the king of Israel, is putting to be sung over Israel. Think of what he's singing here. Contemplate it and learn from it for our lives. Notice, we have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us what work thou didst in their days in the times of old. And when we think about this, we hear what the Lord has done with our fathers. And we hear even about the great revivals, don't we? We talk about it and we hear about it. I was talking to, well, I was talking a lot, obviously. I spent a lot of time with Pastor Jennings who was there. And, you know, he was in great meetings when he was a boy, William Branham meetings and seeing great healings. And he talked about the great revivalists. And when he was younger, 
about the, some of the meetings and the, the tent meetings that he was at, and especially some of the old Pentecostal meetings. And he was saying at one time, you know, he does a lot, he's, a, he's, a, he's really a historian who does a lot of work that way too, and he went over to London, and he went to George Jeffrey's old church over there. And he walked in, and there's a girl at reception, big church. And he asked him, he asked her, pardon me, about George Jeffries. You ready? She didn't know who he was. She didn't even know who he was. And then they were put on to someone else. He says, oh yes, we heard about him. And this is what they said. We heard somewhere down in the basement when they first came into the building after George Jeffries, we heard that there was a basement full of crutches and wheelchairs. Medical aids. Apparently it was from some healing meetings. See what our Father has done through a man like that, our Heavenly Father has done. We forget it all so easily, don't we? Because we want to replace the Holy Ghost with other things. We want to become more respectable to society rather than acceptable to God. Brothers and sisters, it's God who our fathers have spoken about and we read about whom our Father in heaven has used in great revival, blessing and meetings. We're to learn from this. Contemplate the things that he's done. Even at this time for our own nation in the United Kingdom with the European Union. God delivered Israel. And God will do it again. God will deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us remember these things, that when our hearts see what's going on around us, that God is still on the throne. He's still in charge, still in control. He's sovereign over all. And listen, man may do his worst, try his hardest, and even excel at his best. But God sits in the heavens and he laughs at them. I don't know what's going to happen in our country. I feel a sellout coming. I feel there's something coming that's going to sell us out. But no matter what, it's the Lord who's still on the throne. He's still in charge. Let's contemplate these things. God who worked a work in the past is still the same who will work a work in these days. Turn to me to Psalm 45, please. To the chief musician upon Shushanem, for the sons of Korah, masculine song of loves. A song of loves starts in the first line by what, saying what? My heart is indicting a good matter. Isn't that beautiful? Here's a love song. 
a song of loves. I love the way the scriptures put it. We say love song, sure. You know, it could be singing love about your dog nowadays, couldn't it? You wouldn't know what the love was for. By the way, I love my old dog, you know, but I don't want to write a love song about him. But this love is a pure love. This is a love. You know those times whenever you're feeling the pinch, when you're feeling the stress and the strain comes, mentally you're crushed, physically you're weak, spiritually you're down and low, and suddenly your love comes. That is the love of your heart. The one who's loved your soul. Suddenly the contemplation of him and sparks in the life and it just illuminates you right away. You know that love? Notice, let's contemplate about My heart is indicting a, a good matter. Yes, good matter. He loves me. He loves me, but I don't feel it. It doesn't matter. He loves you. Child of God, he loves you. Would you repeat that after me? He loves me. He loves me. Would you say it again? He loves me. He loves me. How could he love me? I don't know. Don't know. Why would he love me? I don't know. But he does. But he does. My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Do you ever get the times when the Lord really just speaks to you? Your heart's overflowing. He anoints your head with oil. Your cup overflows. You, know? you just want to praise him. And it's not enough just to say, Lord, I love you. I would usually speak in tongues and just pray in a tongue. Because I, I run out of words to say. My heart is indicting a good matter. Not a bad matter. Not a bitter matter. Not a wrong matter. See, it's what's wrong. Our hearts get filled with the wrong thing. Our hearts get cluttered with the wrong things. Our hearts hold on to the wrong things. My heart is indicting a good matter. Notice, I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. So you get this and all of a sudden your heart starts to feel the nearness of Christ. You start to get that conscious reality of the joy of the Lord which is your strength back again. The word comes and explodes in your mind and your soul and your spirit and it just thrills you to the very core. And you know what you want to do with your tongue? You just want to write a love song. Singing, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Singing, I love you, Lord. Your tongue wants to tell him how great he is. Your tongue wants to write it down like a pen. How wonderful he is. How beautiful he is. How majestic and mighty and great he is. Oh, my heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made. God willing, next week, 
when we worship. What worship is, I'll mention it again next week. Worship has been described like this. Worth-ship. Worth-ship. For example, if you have a good friend, a friendship, between the two, and that's the ship. Your friend, and you make that friendship together. One-sided friendship isn't a friendship. But worship, worship, it's you make as it were to present an offering, continual sacrifice of praise, continual offering of the heart. It's what Christ is worth to you in your relationship with him. That's worship. Worship in the word when we hear things that cheer the heart. Worship him in the word when we hear things uh, that rejoice us. When we worship in the word even. Even worship in the word. When there's conviction comes. When there's challenge comes. You know when I used to hear my pastor, who was pastor in college, you know, when I used to hear him preaching, I was challenged. I mean, I was going to challenge. I was saved. I was a Christian. I was serving. I loved the Lord, but I always was challenged. But see those times when it really hit home and I was really challenged hard. Oh, and there's things I didn't like and things I didn't want, I didn't want to try or do. I can be honest with you. I was challenged and I enjoyed it. Wrestled with the Lord for a while, but when I yielded to him, oh, did I bring blessing. Oh, the blessednesses of that man and woman. Let the challenge work in you, brother. The challenge work in you, sister, when God is speaking. Let your tongue be the pen of a ready writer and between you and the Lord give him something. Look, please, I'm not trying to make fun. I'm not trying to be funny. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to embarrass. But listen, there's people who worship different ways, we understand that. Some are more demonstrative than others, and that's okay. It's the heart that we're looking for. Sometimes Sometimes when we are worshipping, you can tell we're worshipping. Sometimes we look around and there's people like that. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. That's not worship. It's not worship. I'll sing this song. It's now worship. <coughs> worship from here. You may not be able to sing. I'm not great singing, but I do my best. Make a joyful noise. I've got the authority of Scripture to do that. But I can tell you one thing even if I had no voice, it would still be from here. Sometimes when we think of these things in Psalm 55 verse 1 notice let's just learn from this and we'll close this God willing that's me at the introduction to it by the way we'll, we'll, we'll start it next week to the chief musician upon Naganoth Maskell the Psalm of David 
get the instruments out. Get the stringed instruments out. Do you know actually one of the terms of Naganoth as well? Get the stringed instruments out. This is going to be a song of taunting. That's what it means. You know, you taunt someone. Look at you. Look, you know, taunting someone. And the idea is that we're going to sing about our God and the devil's going to hate it. We're going to worship him and there's going to be those who will love him. And worship and there'll be those who will hate it. It's a song to taunt. What is he saying? Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplications. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. Thank the Lord that he even accepts a noise. Too much noise. Well, the Lord says, make a joyful noise. And here we're told to make a noise. Notice it says here, give ear to my prayer. Verse 2, attend unto me and hear me. Notice what he does. He says, I mourn in my complaint. When we go on about this, he talks about the enemies that have come around him. What's the best thing for a child of God when the enemy comes against you? Or what's the best thing for a child of God when an enemy comes against you? Worship him, praise him, pray and sing unto the Lord. Notice what he says in verse 4. My heart is sore pain within me. The tires of death are falling upon me. See how he's feeling? Isn't it good to know that even David felt like this? Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me and horror hath overwhelmed me. See his heart here. <coughs> Excuse me. See his heart? Verse 6, And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove. Then would I fly away and be at rest. Do you ever feel like that? See if I could just jump out of my skin and run away somewhere else. I knew someone, every time they had a bit of trouble or pressure, they got on a plane and flew away. Truly. You know what they found out when they got to the other side? What was it? Still with them. It was still there. Do you know what they found out when they flew the whole way back home again? I'm still there. Brothers and sisters, don't hide from the enemy. Face him. Don't run from him. Face him. Your father loves you. Your father's still in control. Notice what he says here in verse 6. And I said, Oh, thy wings, like a dove, then would I fly and be at rest. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness. No, nobody could see me. Nobody could find me. The, the troubles and the problems won't reach me. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues. For I have seen violence and strife in the city. Now, when we let our eye run down to a part of our reading, verse 16, as for me, as for me, would you say as for me? As for me. Would you say this now and mean it 
be in you. Ask for me. Ask for me. So ask for me. I'm saying it before you, Lord. Ask for me. Now, let's read verse 16 together. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Let's say it loud, will we? One more time. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. So don't be thinking of the one beside you, behind you, in front of you. As for me. As for me in my house. Never mind the neighbor next door. As for me, keeping myself right, we will serve the Lord. Notice, as for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. Evening and morning. Why does he mention that? That was a sacrifice in Jerusalem when they all would gather to the sacrifice. The priests would offer the sacrifice of the lamb in the temple. It would be in our time, 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. And the afternoon, around about noon. And they would come out and the blood was shed. Every time at evening. Father, the blood of your son. The blood of your son, the Lord Jesus Christ was shed for me. I come by the way of his blood. In the morning, the sacrifice was made and the blood was shed. Father, through the blood of your son, covered in the blood all day. Afternoon, maybe you're at work. I was talking to someone. I can't remember. I think it was just before I went away. And it says, I started trying what you said one time you used to do. When I was in secular work, and maybe in a store or working with people, at lunchtime, I went out of their way and just sat and read and prayed in the car and had a bit of lunch there. And sometimes if I was in the store, I would have just walked away down to the back during the day. And I stood in the store, there was nobody there. And I used to just, I used to just stop and look around, there was nobody about me. Lord, I'm just coming to tell you I love you. I'm just coming to say how much I love you, Lord. And I went back to work again. I used to do it all the time. I used to go up to a store. I worked in Lisburn in a clothing firm, a clothing shop, men's clothing. I went up the stairs, up into the top store, and I closed the door. And maybe lifting a few garments out to bring them down, and a bit of student says, Lord, I just want to tell you how much I love you. Lord, even these few moments I've missed you. I love you, Jesus. Someone told me they did that. And they were finding the blessing of it. You ever done the dishes and you say, I love you, Lord. You know how I woke up this morning? I woke up this morning and I dreamt I was walking down the street. And I was singing. When I wasn't well, the Lord was there. When I was sick, the Lord was there. When I was dying, the Lord was there. That's how I woke up this morning. Simple, even stupid little song. And I was doing that in my sleep. And I woke up going, when I was sick, the Lord was there. When I was down, the Lord was there. When I was weak, the Lord was there. Jesus was there. Jesus was there. 
That's how I woke up. Standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. Evening and morning at New Malay praying, crowd out, and he shall. That he might. He shall. Verse 16, the Lord shall save me. Verse 17, he shall hear my voice. I think it's time, brothers and sisters, that we started to believe our God. Not only believe in God, we do that. Believe him. Believe him what he says. God bless us this morning. Good to be in the house of the Lord with you.